Welcome to Living Off the Land, the All Things Cleveland podcast, with your hosts, Jordan, Jimmy, Ryan, and Dan. Follow us on social media at the LOTL podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome in. This is the Deerfield Gridiron LOTL Browns pre-game show this week. Usually I say welcome back, welcome in, but I can't really welcome you back to a show that you've never listened to before because this is the pre-game show. Uh, I'm Dan here with Steve and Ryan, your normal post-game show uh, co-hosts. And uh, because of the Monday night game, we are doing a little uh, audible, a little Omaha action and we're going to actually preview this week's game with the Baltimore Ravens rather than review it on a post-game show um, after the game because the game will be over at, like, midnight, and Ryan's going to the game, and Steve and I are not staying up that late after the game. So you, don't, then, you don't want to record an episode at 1 o'clock in the morning? Nope. What the hell, man? I'll do, I'll do that. <laughs> hey, I'll do that for the AFC when Championship. When you're drunk game. off there your you-know-what. Yeah, I will be. Yeah, oh, yeah you, I'm, yeah. I'm going to be snoozing on the way home, <laughs> right, I, exactly. I assure you. Hopefully <laughs> after a big dub. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. So anyway, this is a pregame show. The 4 o'clock games in the NFL are going on as we speak. A lot of them are just starting the second half. Um, and because it's kind of a role reversal this week, we're going to do a role reversal with our timeline. And we're going to start it off by going uh, around the league. So, but first off, how's everything going, guys? How we doing? A uh, little bit weird to go through a football Sunday and not have the Browns and have to wait. But well, not much of any stress. Uh, just looking around the the league today, um, it's a really big week. Actually, you got uh, of the nine teams that are vying for the playoffs in the AFC. Eight of them are involved in games against each other. So. Uh, it's highly entertaining, actually, to watch this play out. The Chiefs helped us out uh, today. The mm-hmm. we we're going to talk about it when we go around the league, but I don't. We have yet to figure out whether we think the Colts are helping us or not helping us right now. Yeah, jury's um, still out on that one. As they are playing the Raiders, two teams that we are hotly contesting for a playoff spot, and uh, the Titans uh, were playing the Lily Jaguars. We'll get into that, and then obviously the Steelers and the Bills are playing tonight. And the Browns and the Ravens are playing tomorrow night on Monday Night Football. So I, I am really excited for that Steelers Bills game tonight. That, I, that's gonna one. Obviously, there's massive implications I'm, for us. But that's what right. a what a good game! I will be circling the wagons with the Buffalo Bills. And, yeah. and hashtag Bills Mafia tonight. Is this? Uh, are we currently sitting at a folding table? Can we sacrifice this table? <laughs> this is, <laughs> technically, the, yeah. If we were in a WWE ring, this would be this would be uh, part of the tables, ladders, and chairs uh, uh, match. So, uh, yeah. If hey, if anybody wants to get power, I'll power bomb somebody through this. I gotta, yeah. For the I'll sake what, of the bills, for, I'll volunteer as tribute. Let's yeah. do it. Let's go. <laughs> I got a couple. Uh, Michael and uh, Janko, a couple of my good buddies, are huge Bills fans. So I'll be. I, nice. I, I told them that I'm pulling for them this week. Shout and, out. Uh, yeah, shout out my guys. A, I, hope, uh, I hope that goes well. A um, Dan, uh, if a the... good look here. Uh, good luck uh, for them tonight. I was literally just about to ask you if, if Buffalo wins that game, if you were going to bring that soundbite back on Tuesday night, but now I don't have to ask oh, that because oh, you I, just brought it back. I brought it back on LTL on Tuesday after they <laughs> lost to the Redskins. Or, sorry. Uh, uh, the football uh, uh, team. Uh, uh. Uh. Yeah. 
I meant the football team. So, uh, yes, uh, that sound effect has, in fact, been reinstated. So um, I will only play it, though, if the Steelers lose. So hopefully they lose tonight. That way I have a reason to play it. But anyway, let's go around the league before we preview the big, big, big Monday night football matchup tomorrow night down on the lakefront. So first of all, Dan, you better get your buzzer ready because uh, <laughs> the New England Patriots are out of the playoff mix. They Is got, that official? They got, well, um, all but. I, that, that's more of a, uh, I don't know if that's really a buzzer. Oh, well, yeah, it's all good. Um, the Rams. For, I mean, for them, I'll gladly play this. The Rams got their well-deserved the Rams. The Rams. The Rams well-deserved Super Bowl revenge. Uh, they beat the Patriots twenty-four to three on Thursday night. That dropped the Patriots to six and seven. Not and even really a competitive game. Out of effectively out of the playoff mix at this point. Uh, yeah. They are oh. not. They're not one of the nine that I was mentioning at the beginning of the show. The Rams, meanwhile, will keep the NFC West lead for another week. Well, at least by tiebreaker, and we'll discuss that uh, as we get to the four o'clock window. Uh, going to today's games, uh, take a bow, Mitchell Trubisky. You know, this guy has been under so much pressure, so much heat, and he played a gem of a game today. The Bears crushed the Texans. A gem of a game. 36-7. Always root for the hometown boys. Uh, yeah, three touchdowns, no picks for Trubisky today. The Texans were just uh, all sixes and sevens. They were turning the ball over. They just didn't get anything done. Uh so the Bears now the Bears are six and seven along with the Patriots, but in the NFC, they're not as much out of it as the Patriots are. They seventh place, I believe, was the Vikings coming into today, and if I look down my board here, they played at Tampa today and they lost twenty six to fourteen, despite a pretty decent offensive performance by Dalvin Cook and Kirk Cousins. Their kicker, well, I mentioned him last week, Dan Bailey. Missed that a guy bunch of missed kicks four kicks week. today. He cost missed a whole bunch of kicks today. Cost them 10 points. He, You know what? He may be in the unemployment line come Monday. I mean, seriously. I mean, yeah. I mean, NFL teams, if you're not making kicks, they change their kickers like underwear. I mean, he's – there's, the Yeah, there's no way he's – he's probably – he might not even fly home with the team. Yeah. <laughs> Just be like, nope, you're, you're, you're yeah, not going to have to Uber from Florida. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a, a, that's, that's, that's a, an expensive Uber. That's a, that's a long trip from Tampa to Minneapolis. Um, yeah, talk about you're you're wearing shorts at the beginning of that, and you're wearing heavy clothes by the time you get to the Yoinks. end. Uh, but anyway, continuing down the board, um, in a game that really not a whole lot of people cared about, the Broncos big game by Drew Locke today. Four touchdown passes. Um, they win 32 to 27 over Carolina. Speaking of bad kickers, Brandon McManus uh, two missed extra points today, but uh, didn't come back to hurt the Broncos at the end. We were picking on the kickers today, but uh, you know some of them just weren't working out today. Uh, you mentioned the Titans earlier today. The Titans took care of business. In Jacksonville, they win that game 31-10. to uh, That gets Tennessee to 9-4, and four and we'll keep them in first place in the AFC South at least for another week. Uh, probably could be by tiebreaker, or they might have the outright lead. We'll discuss that in a little bit. Uh, perhaps the one shocking result of the 1 o'clock window today, the Cardinals, who were struggling coming into this week, losers of three straight, playing the Giants, who had won four straight, 
you think that this, based on trends, the Giants would be looking good to win this game. No. Yeah. Uh, so, so much for the Giants playing well. <laughs> Delivered by Kyler Murray and company this afternoon. Cardinals win 26 to 7. That drops the Giants to 5 and 8 and proves the Cardinals to 7 and 6. And I believe puts them into the playoff field as of now, now that the Vikings were losers yes, today. They indeed are. They're, I believe they're, they're a game above Chicago and uh, is it Minnesota? Chicago and Minnesota, yeah, both 6-7. and seven. So big win for the Cardinals today, tough defeat for the Giants, which could be even tougher. Uh, again, you know, spoiler, we're going to the 4 o'clock window here. Uh, one, another game that most people didn't care about, the Cowboys went to the Natty and just dropped it. They dropped the Bengals pretty easily today, thirty to seven. <laughs> the Bengals were terrible. <laughs> they dropped what? Uh, <laughs> a whole bunch of buzzers on the Bengals. Andy Dalton looking like, uh, I don't know, one of the all-time great quarterbacks returning to his, you know, former club. So Dallas winning. I mean, there's a new one. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, why couldn't like like why couldn't you guys play like that last week when we needed you to against one of our division rivals? I don't care if you beat the Bengals. I need you to beat the Ravens. I mean, the Bengals are actually at this point they're probably pretty happy with that. At two wins, they're flirting with like a top three pick. I mean, yeah. I mean the Jets are still winless, but because they are and they already have their quarterback, so then they can look to try and. Uh, uh, Maybe draft some offensive linemen. Like well, that, six offensive linemen. Well, that yeah. or. Um, Swindle somebody out of out of a bunch of draft capital. Yeah, because right now I I'd, I'd have to double check, but I know the Jets are winless and the the Jags have one win. I think that the think, Bengals think, are next. Yeah, it, I think since he's sitting at number three. So I mean, the presumed number one and number two picks are going to be uh, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and you can debate the order. But then after that, if there's another quarterback or if there's somebody else that's highly regarded, some left tackle. They yeah. either take themselves, or like you said, they, sw- they they trade back a few spots and try to try to cash in. Yeah. In terms of draft position, this could be actually a very good day for Cincinnati. The Cowboys were one of the teams that only had three wins coming into today. Right. Right. Um, Philadelphia was another such team, which again, another spoiler for the four o'clock window. Hey, the Cowboys are four and nine. They're not quite out of the AFC, the NFC East uh, race yet. <laughs> not quite. Because te- the 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 Giants lost today, and then um, the. The football, I almost did it again. The football team is uh, playing right now against the 49ers. So if the football team loses, the Cowboys are only a game back. We'll get, we'll get to them in a second. Uh, the The main game of the 1 o'clock window today, Kansas City 11-1 and going to Miami, probably the, the real one real surprising team of, of the league uh, at 8-4. and four. Chiefs had a big lead in this game and nearly coughed it up. Uh, Toward in the fourth quarter, but the Chiefs hang on to win 33-27. Sort of an uncharacteristic day for Kansas City. They turned it over four times. Yeah, Mahomes. This is Mahomes' first time ever throwing three picks at a game. I mean, Mahomes. He, he had a he had a rough day. I mean, every, gonna, everyone's human. Are we going to start questioning him now? Is he threw three picks? I mean, that's what you got to do. I guess that's how it goes. <laughs> no, it was that was a weird. I don't know if anybody watched it, but that, that immediately Miami jumped to a ten nothing lead. You know, because right. of turnovers and issues, and the offense couldn't get started. <laughs> Kansas City, was and then just like, Kansas City was like, okay, oh, okay, screw you guys, yeah. and they came roaring back, thirty yeah, to ten. They scored yeah, thirty unanswered. Yeah. but then, but then, and the, they let them creep back. To their in credit, the Dolphins came back again. 
I tell you what, I, I have a lot of respect for Brian Flores and the and the Dolphins. I don't have real any any allegiance to to anything Miami sports yeah. related, but oh, they, they kudos I, to the yeah, Dolphins I like the way for, they play. Yeah, I'm I'm not a believer in Tua. I don't really think I am yet. I, I don't think he has an NFL arm. I'm just every time I, every time there. I see him like really cock back and throw the ball, it looks like he's just floating it. Yeah, it really just I don't know. It always looks weird from a lefty. Like any yeah. left-handed quarterback, it looks a little bit weird. Um, and we still have such a small sample size on him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I know that the Fitzmagic thing is what started the season. And but he looks small, man. I mean, like, yeah, he does. He definitely. And he's does. not like Russell Wilson is an athlete. Yeah, like he's he's a bowling ball. Well, he's he's more two is more Kyler Murray than he is Russell Wilson. Agreed. But you know? Kyler Murray is also like a world-class sprinter. True. It was, <laughs> it, it's true. like it's like when when people tried to make the Russell Wilson comparison with Baker. Like Baker's not that good of an athlete. No, no, he's not the athlete that no. Russell Wilson is. No, no, I'm the biggest, ba- you know, I'm the biggest Baker lover in the world. But I even I'm I was never making that comparison. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we'll see. I'm glad that glad that the Dolphins lost though. So that was big for us. Thank you, Kansas City. I just I I, I am I just don't want it to come down to last week of the year. Very interesting stat came up in this game. Um, Tony Romo mentioned at one point that the Dolphins have won six games this season by 10 points or more, which is tied for most in the league with Green Bay. Hmm. I was shocked to hear that. Feast or famine. And then if you look at, for us, uh, I believe the Browns are 6-0 and this year in games that have um, come down to one possession or less. Hmm. I did not know that either. Yeah, undefeated. Hmm. I mean, we've only, we've only lost three games, and all three of our games were Blow- like the two blowouts. blowouts and then the game against the Raiders we lost by 10. Which was only ten points, but felt like a blowout because we just right. they played keep away all day. Right. Yeah. Once once we got down by more than one score, it it felt it, like that was it felt func- like a functionally a blowout. <laughs> Heading into the four o'clock window, I'll go through this one quickly. The Falcons playing at the Chargers. That game's currently tied at seventeen. Uh, shouldn't be tied uh, if the Chargers weren't Bruh. idiots. Uh, they had a real ma- mishap toward the end of the first half, uh, where they ultimately didn't get a playoff and time ran out that's just you know typical chargers being chargers god uh but (laughs) not like this game really has any meaning or anything this literally is a game where neither team wants to win and and i'm i'm predicting some fanatical ending where either the falcons or the chargers do something really stupid to lose it did you see the falcons uh team uh twitter account today tweeted the uh the spider-man meme where it was uh, their logo and their logo pointing at each other because both teams just love to uh, blow leads. Yeah, so it's funny you mentioned that. I just hopped on Twitter, and uh, Atlanta doubled the Twitter account doubled down on that. They retweeted it and just said, buckle up. Oh, <laughs> I tell you what, I love when social media teams for the, for, for athletic teams oh, it's fantastic. can be real. Like the Indians have a great social media team. Yeah, They're constantly sure. making jokes at others' expense, at their own expense. Yeah. I, you know, I love the I love the self-awareness and the and the self-deprecation. It's just, I don't know, it's it's because we all know what, what, what it is. We know that, the, you know, the Chargers and the Falcons not having a great time right now. Right. And so, you know what? Might as well have a laugh at it. They're scoring themselves some internet PR points. It's working out. Dan, you mentioned the football team earlier. They are playing at the 49ers, uh, aided by a Chase Young scoop and score. They are leading the 49ers 16-7 to with about five minutes left in the third quarter. That, If that result were to hold up, that would put Washington into first place in the NFC East. Outright. Six and seven. I mean, we were, we were talking about the beginning of the year, and then when we played them, that the Redskins would be a team that would struggle to win two games. 
Yeah. Oh, people were thinking they were I mean, kneel, I, they were going to tank if, all over again. That if, was that was if the rate if the rate if the uh, I almost did it again. If the football team uh, were to finish eight and eight and win that division, Ron Rivera's got to be in the conversation for coach. I of the was year. just going to say oh, that. has to be. That guy battled cancer not this to, year. Yeah, not to mention all the off-field stuff oh, that's been going on. The pandemic, yeah. like all of the and extra then, and name have, change stuff. And in then you Washington. have the comeback player of the year. Obviously, I mean, the, the second he stepped on the floor or on the uh, God. I am a train wreck. Field. <laughs> the second he stepped on the field, like it didn't even matter if he threw uh, 17 interceptions, no touchdowns. Alex Smith is going to win comeback player of the well, year. And yeah, and you got to imagine, I know Alex Smith is not your average, you know, ordinary backup, but they're doing this with a quarterback that didn't start the year as a starter. Who shouldn't uh, have a leg. Yeah. He literally, he could easily have had that amputated. That and, guy had like, like something like 37 surgeries on his leg in a year and a half. Didn't the he almost died? Didn't the, doctors, <laughs> didn't the doctors who operated on him said that his injuries would have been more consistent with like war? Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. It's yeah. yeah. Essentially, like him getting, him getting like blown up with an with a uh, with an, an IED or yeah, something. Yeah. With a, with a roadside bomb Absolutely crazy. Yeah. No, you're. I mean, you're. You hit the nail on the head. Washington uh, and Ron Rivera specifically. I mean, kudos to him and, and that organization for just absolutely turning it around. What yeah. what many were considering a tank season and. Let's not get too carried away. Five and seven, possibly going to be six and seven if this holds. Not a, a particularly strong resume. No. But for what they were supposed to be coming into the season, and all you have to do is get into the playoffs. Once you get into the playoffs, it's win or go home. We've seen yeah. this before. The New York Giants have done this before, barely making the playoffs. Didn't they win their Super Bowl over the Patriots with a losing record the one year? They got into the playoffs at seven not and nine. Not a losing record, but they were the sixth seed. They were the sixth seed, and I thought it was like it was seven and nine, or yeah. maybe eight and eight, no. or, but whatever it was. I know they made the they've made the playoffs at eight and eight before, but I don't think it was that year. I don't know, but you know, all you have to do is get but in. They had the, uh, yeah, yeah, like you, uh, as you then what Steve said. One, the one they year were, they made, the I believe they were, they were a division the champion the year they were eight and eight. Yeah, but like you said, one of the years they won the Super Bowl, they were the sixth seed. They were the last team to get in. And they rode it to a Super Bowl. I mean, who knows? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not sitting. Just here. get in the field. Yeah, you, you but never I'm know not what sitting. I'm not sitting here and saying mm-hmm. that the the football team is going to win the Super Bowl. But for they're, them, they're they're playing like one of the best teams in the league right now. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. they, they just you know, feelings for Pittsburgh aside, they just went into Pittsburgh last week and beat them, an undefeated Steelers team. Yeah, it's awesome to see. At I'm, Pittsburgh. But anyway, on the flip side, 49ers. Most disappointing team in the league this year? Well, they've been they've, they've been, been so hurt though. They've been decimated with injuries. Nick Bosa out, George Kittle out, Jimmy Garoppolo out for a lot of the year. Um, some of their O line out. Uh, I think one of their linebackers out. Like you, you name a, a star player on that team, they've missed significant time. Like they, yeah, they're they're definitely the uh, snake bitten loser of the Super Bowl from the year before uh, yeah. team. Embodiment of the Super Bowl curse, losers curse for sure. Well, they're weird too because they're one and five at home. Yeah, you know, well, I mean, they don't even get the well. Play home doesn't even exist yeah, for them. Yeah, exactly. Home is home is near yeah. Arizona now. Thanks, Governor Newsom. Yeah, <laughs> good old California. Good old Gavin. <laughs> anyway, speaking of a game that nobody really wants to talk about, the Jets had to go to Seattle. Ugh. They're losing thirty-seven to three. <laughs> they were winning that game three nothing. So. Silver linings. Yeah, exactly. That was good for a hot second. I'm, yeah. I'm really, I'm doubling down. By the way, that was the worst call in, uh, in NFL history to, to send an all-out blitz on a hail mary. I disagree. Okay, I do. I, we don't need to argue. Yeah, about we this for this, ten minutes. This, 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 this will, Yeah, this could be like a knockdown off air. But, but, but I get. Are you, are you saying it from the perspective of it's the Jets and we ended up like we wanted to lose that game? 
No, I'm coming okay. at it like Greg Williams did that in Cleveland. He sent Jabril, Jabril Peppers on a on a safety blitz uh, against uh, Denver when he was the um, we had already fired Hugh. And right, but but we was blew that, up but, the quarterback? It was, was that I mean, hail mary attempt? Uh, but was that an all out blitz? Did they bring eight guys? Like, mm, I I know I know Peppers blitz. It's a good question. That one I'm not sure about. Yeah, but I, I guess moral of the story is I don't hate sending pressure, but all out is probably a risky move. Yeah, but um, honestly, this Jets team. The, the Browns team that went 0 16 could beat this team. Oh, 100. percent They could. They could. I've said that since about like week three. Yeah, and I, I will double, triple, quadruple down on that. Yeah. This Jets team is bad. Real bad. Uh, Adam Gase is. He he. I'm going to continue to say this. He must have dirt on not just people in the Jets organization. Somebody high up in the NFL that's making him, you know, propped up somehow, because. He's consistently been bad for years now with right. Miami, I, I, with Chicago right. as a coordinator. I mean, he's been he's been ugly everywhere he's yeah, been. Yeah, I think this is his last uh, – It's got to be. He's not getting another head coaching Holy job. Holy cow. For him, I feel like the reason why he's keeping this job throughout this entire season is because the Jets view it as, okay, keeping him as head coach is the only guarantee we have to end up with the number one pick. Yeah, well, because how many times have you seen this where teams will fire their coach and then rally behind the coordinator? At least for a week or two. Yeah. Look at what the Texans did. Yeah, absolutely. The Texans won a couple games after they fired Bill O'Brien, but now they suck again. Falcons have done the same thing. And Deshaun Watson got – man, I feel so bad for Deshaun Watson. That organization is such a – Complete. Well, he and got utter... he got pretty banged up today. I don't yeah, know. He got the, hurt. I don't End know the, the game. Yeah. I don't know if he came back and finished it, but yeah, there was a sack he took in the end zone that where he looked like he got folded up like an accordion. Oh. Uh-uh. We could have a changing of the guard atop the NFC here. Oh. Uh, Green Bay right now is playing at Detroit. They are leading twenty-eight to fourteen. That's about twelve minutes left in that game. I I would not expect that Detroit would come back from that. No, no faith in the Motor City Kitties. I mean, they did out. have a comeback win last week, but. You know, a lot easier to do that against the Bears than Green Bay. Yeah, shout out Rebecca. Yeah, big Lions fan. <laughs> Sorry. And, and, Sorry about yeah. it. <laughs> Whoops. And on the flip side, the team they're chasing, the New Orleans Saints, they are currently losing in Philadelphia. Now they just got a touchdown. They're they're coming back. It's the end of the third quarter. It's seventeen to fourteen, Philadelphia. Mm. Uh, it was actually a Saints were Saints were actually getting shut out at halftime. Yep, that's crazy so. to me. 17, 17 nothing, nothing at halftime. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. that—that's pretty. And that's, I mean, you know that people are going to start doing the Taysom Hill chatter. They're going to do, oh, sure. should Jameis be starting? Taysom Hill's not a real quarterback. You know that—that's, you know, people are going to pile on the Saints right now because they're they're flirting with losing to the Eagles, and that's obviously not a great look. But they're going to be fine. They're going to get Drew back in a couple weeks. They'll weather right. this. They might. Everybody would want that top seed, of course, so you get the home field advantage all the way through in the bye week. Right. But. I have faith in the Saints. They're going to figure it out. That's incredibly important for a team like New Orleans, playing in a dome, you mm-hmm. know, not having to oh, play yeah. outdoors on the, grass and cold weather in the playoffs. That's massive. There's a better chance that uh, I get drafted in the NFL next year than the Saints going to Lambeau. And I don't care if there's no fans. And the Saints going to Lambeau and winning in an NFC championship game. Or Seattle. Or Seattle. But Seattle, but, uh, you know, Seattle, you're probably not – well, you might, but you're probably not going to have to deal with, like, snow and, like, sub-zero temperatures. Like, you talk about Drew Brees, who at his best never had a great arm. Now his arm is just, like, dead. He's just still accurate, so he can hit the – you know, he can hit you. But trying to throw that ball in negative five degrees, I'm mean, good freaking luck. That's one of the reasons why I think, even though he's only won one Super Bowl, Aaron Rodgers is 
at the top of the list as far as quarterbacks all time. I would agree with that. I, I get it's easy when we start talking about greatest of all times and different sports uh, to get focused on titles. Basketball is particularly notorious for that, but right. football is so complex. There's so many other variables and so many other players oh, and things. Yes, rings are a factor in the conversation, but from a pure, you know, skill, talent, all of these different, you know, look when you look at just the quarterback, Aaron Rodgers has to be in the top three of almost anybody's list. I don't know how you would argue otherwise. Maybe yep. top five, I guess. I don't know. Yep. If either Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees had an elite defense, they'd have a lot of rings. Yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy to think that Rodgers is doing this all right now with, like, not a particularly strong supporting cast skill position-wise. No, I mean, Devontae Adam, Adams, that's it. Devontae Adams is a monster, but – they're, they've been doing running back by committee for a while, and not to knock Aaron Jones or Jamal Williams, but when you look at like them as a committee versus what we have here in Cleveland as a committee, it's oh, night gosh. and day. Yeah. It's it's well, absolute right. night and day. Hundred percent. Um, you know, Greg uh, was it Greg Lazard or I, I, Alan that, Lazard? Alan Lazard, not even Greg. <laughs> <laughs> there, my yeah. brother Anthony will love that. Yeah, Greg. Laz- so so, <laughs> See, so I don't even know his name. <laughs> so anybody that anybody that uh, my brother Anthony doesn't know somebody's first name. He just automatically calls him Greg. Oh, there we go. Yeah, that worked out well. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, <laughs> Alan Lazard yeah. and um, it goes. It goes Valdez, back. It goes. Scantling. So it goes back to. Uh, it goes back to FIFA '96, uh, or was it FIFA '98? '96 or '98, where uh, you know we're Italian, so we play with Italy when we play FIFA. And there was a guy. His name was G Zola. It's Gianfranco uh, Zola. But we didn't know his first name was John Franco. So we, for literally for 15, 20, 20 years, we've been calling him Greg Zola. And that's where that stems from. Nice. So right now, like, my sister-in-law's pregnant uh, with their first kid. They don't know if it's a boy or a girl yet. But if it's a boy, Anthony's already said that he's, they're going to name him Greg. Which, <laughs> I love it. Which is I not, love it. Which is not true. But because they don't know his first name yet, right now he's Greg. He's still Greg for at least the time being. Yeah. Brilliant. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. So let's. The, there's a sidebar for The final you. game of the four o'clock window was actually a really important one. The Colts going to the show business capital of the world to take on the Raiders today, and this is the one that you two were debating on. You know, is it better for the Browns for the Colts to win or the Raiders to win? Well, it doesn't matter Colts, now. The Colts are putting on a show. Yeah. They are leading thirty-seven to twenty with only six minutes left. So it appears that Indianapolis is going to win. They're going to go to nine and four. All right. The Raiders are going to fall seven and six. For a couple minutes here, let's get into this because this is the most intriguing and impactful. Yes. I think. So, my view of it is, I wanted the Colts to win this game because I want as little amount of teams that can possibly challenge us for a playoff spot as possible, and we already have the tiebreaker with the Colts. So if it comes down to, if it comes down to us versus the Colts, we have the advantage. If it were to come down to us and the Raiders we would be at the disadvantage. So I want the I want teams that could possibly have tiebreakers over us out of the picture. And to me, the Raiders losing this game puts them out of the picture. Uh, uh, Functionally, I mean not mathematically impossible, but yeah, at 7 and 6. Yeah. If we were to, if we were to lose tomorrow, which again, we're not going to, positive vibes only. Um, we would be two games up with 3 to go on the Raiders. I'm okay with those odds because we have the Jets still in hand and the Giants still in hand. I would hope that we could win one or hopefully both of those games, and then it becomes a moot point. With the Colts, I just I, I I'm I'm okay with them being closer to us because we have the tiebreaker. They would have to 
they would have to actually physically jump us in the standings to get in over us. I would hate to lose uh, a playoff spot because of a tiebreaker. We did that in 2007, and it was an absolute crusher. That's yeah. why I, w- I wanted the Colts to win. I was thinking – so, yeah, I get that. I was thinking that it would be nice if – because the Raiders are – the lower of those two teams, it would be nice to not hand Indy a win in that regard. Looking at the rest of their schedule, they've got the Texans, which they're too banged up and too chaotic. That will, that'll be a win for them. But then they've got the Steelers, and then they have the Jaguars. And so I was thinking, well, if Indy loses today, they're probably going to get two more wins, and I would hope that they would lose to the Steelers. So they've only got um, one more loss the rest of the way. So I was hoping that they would have lost today. Right. But looking at the Raiders' schedule, they've got the Chargers next, which they're a dumpster fire. And then they've got the Dolphins and the Broncos. And both the Dolphins and the Broncos are weird teams in that right. it, it stretches. We've been talking about both of them. They've played above their heads. Mm-hmm. So if you told me that they were to lose to the Dolphins and the Broncos, it, it wouldn't surprise me. But yeah. those are also not guaranteed. Lo- it's just I don't know what to make of the Raiders' schedule. So in my mind, I was like, all right, fine. Let's let the Raiders have this one win and, and hope that they kind of muck it up down the stretch. But you're, I, I, with what you're saying, it makes it actually does make more sense to me. Let's just bury one of these teams, put the nail in that coffin, and we'll deal with the other one later. Right. I and mean, let, and let's not forget one other thing here: the Raiders are so wildly inconsistent. They beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead, but also lost by thirty to the Falcons. So yeah, they are capable of beating or losing to anybody. It's very true. Yeah, I. You also make. I mean, you also make a good point. I. You know, I. I don't know that there's a hundred percent the right answer here, um, but. Yeah, you just gotta I go and, with your gut. Really. Well, and then and then another thing you got to think with the Colts is, what what do we think the Titans are going to do the rest of the year? Because one of the Titans and the Colts is going to win the division, and that doesn't matter to us. Like that that team just goes away. It's whatever team is left over. So what does the Titans schedule the rest of the way look like? I'll pull that up right now. So I mean, if, if Indy wins this game, they're going to be tied. Yeah, and we have the tiebreaker over both of them. So yeah, That's right. huge because yeah. it doesn't matter who wins the AFC South. Right. So the Titans have uh, the Lions, the Packers, and the Texans left. God. And so that's probably two wins and a loss, assuming that they lose to the Packers. So both of those teams are nine and four. So both of those teams are going to be eleven and five, probably. Right. So we have to keep winning, something fierce. So if we so got... if we finish eleven and five, then with those two teams, it doesn't matter. We're going to finish above whoever is left in the wild card because we have the tiebreaker. Correct. So let's just win our next because our next two games we play the Ravens tomorrow and then the Jets. So let's just win our next two games and then it's o- essentially the way you said, Steve, before we got on get on the show. With the Raiders losing, if we just beat the Ravens tomorrow, we're uh, it, it's over. Oh, forget it. I yeah. mean, it, it's all over but the confetti. If, right. If Browns beat the Ravens, there's but at this point, literally no scenario in which they right. Don't get the but at this point, I want to finish that five seed because I don't want to finish. Let's see. If we finish, whoever finishes seventh is guaranteed to lose. Because, well, no, not necessarily. Because if no, because Pittsburgh could end up. At, I, I think listen, Pittsburgh will listen, end up second. Listen, actually. I'm 100 percent convinced Pittsburgh's going to lose their first playoff game, whether that comes in wild card round or they're uh, they're. <laughs> I'm convinced they are the worst. Well, they're not undefeated anymore, so uh, we don't have to worry about that. They, they look the worst out of. <laughs> they were the worst. Uh, undefeated team to get to 10-0 and 0, I think I've ever seen. They also, and 
this feels gross because I'm sort of defending them and I don't like it. They also what? had they had three games over like true, I for, I for, over an incredibly they, they, short schedule. They got they uh, got screwed by the got, COVID. They got dicked around the with yeah, uh, with the NFL and with Baltimore in that situation. Yeah. And uh, you know they had three games. I forget the exact time frame, but it was it was it was way too short. They had a very tight window to play these games and recover and. I know that at the end of the day, they still didn't look terribly strong in some of their games earlier, you know, before all that. But um, I guess a slight bit of credit where it's due. Uh, they had to run a pretty ugly gauntlet. And, uh, and you know, if we're going to give a ton of credit to the Washington football team for, for what they've done, you know, I can't, I can't entirely uh, ding Pittsburgh for that. But, you know, at the end of the day, Basically, it, it, it was Kansas like, City and, and Pittsburgh have to figure out who's who at, at, the, at the one two. That's gonna, in my mind, if Kansas City, if, if Pittsburgh holds on, and Kansas City's the two seed, I want nothing to do with 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 playing them. I'm hoping that if we're gonna face anybody, it's gonna be probably gonna be Buffalo or Tennessee. Realistically, if the Browns do oh, what they need I'd to do to get in, to go up to Buffalo and beat their ass in the first round, that would playoffs. be that would be cool. Well, don't put that out there yet. We gotta we got they gotta beat the Steelers tonight. We need more of that good. That's juju. true. Yeah, that's right. Bill's Mafia. <laughs> Bill's Let's Mafia. Go. Jumping through. Tables. Ryan's still going through this table after. <laughs> so I don't. You know that would be like a, a first round matchup. That's most likely. After that, Listen, honestly, I, I I'm all for it. I don't really. Realistically, I don't even care. I just want the damn Browns in the playoffs. <laughs> That's true. That's oh. true. There's a lot of scheming can, here. Can the Browns officially clinch with a win tomorrow? I don't think they can officially clinch. Damn because it. Because they, they don't have the tiebreaker on Baltimore or uh, uh, the Raiders. Well, if, if we'll, they, we'll be three up. If we win, we'll be three up against three Baltimore. Three up on three both. So, I mean, your magic number's down to one. True. And with a game, even if we do drop the ball against the Giants, we still have the Jets in our back pocket. And so that helps. And then, again, it's going to be interesting to Why see what happens. we be in the NFC? Nine and three, we'd already be. Like, <laughs> That's true. We continue for the for home field throughout the playoffs. I mean, for goodness yeah. sakes. Although, I will say this. Um, we'd, 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 also, we'd still be in a wild card scenario if we were in the NFC because we'd be in the NFC North, and the Packers are about to go to 10 and three. True. Well, that depends on our head-to-head games against Green Bay. Well, right, I but guess. That's, that's getting way too far. Okay, <laughs> we've already gone half an hour. Um, we haven't even talked on the reason why we're doing the show. So, let's. Uh, is there anything else? We got the Steelers and the Bills tonight. Yeah, that's, and then and then our game on Monday. And then the big one from the shores of Lake Erie. Uh-huh. The seven and five Baltimore Ratbirds come <laughs> into town to face your nine and three Cleveland Browns. Here we go. You know, last week we said that. The Titans game was the biggest Browns game quite possibly since 2002 when we played the Steelers in the playoffs. This one, because of the stakes, not necessarily because if we lose, we're in great peril, but we have a chance to take a freaking knife and pierce the heart of this damn football team that have caused us Uh so much angst, so much anxiety, so much pain over the last two decades it's time. Yeah, I mean to put the Ravens at seven and six would uh, again probably not technically mathematically eliminate them, but it'd be right. it'd be pretty damn close to the nail in the coffin. Not to mention it'd be so nice to get the monkey off our back. All 
all of the the talking heads out there like to talk about how the Browns have lost to teams with winning records and blah de blah de blah. At the end of the day, yeah, we got our asses kicked by Baltimore early in the season. There's no not mince words. We got drubbed. To avenge that loss would be great. To shut up the narrative on we can't beat teams. I mean, we're still two and three against teams with records above five hundred. It's not even that's that not bad. that bad. Right. That's exactly that's a pretty normal thing. Yes. And so this would take us if we were to win this game to three and three. In you know, and at that point, the Ravens are flirting with not even being a team above five uh, above five hundred. Right. First of all. Um, and so, yeah, I know it's going to be an interesting game. I know a lot of folks are talking about the fact that the Ravens are, they peaked too early and they're trailing, they're, they're kind of trailing off right now. And I know that they got hit hard with a lot of COVID issues, so they might get some guys which back. I, which I, I don't give them any sympathy for because no, they God, did it no. to themselves. No, I have no, no, I mean, plenty of other teams in the NFL have done what they needed to do in terms right. of implementing and in, in playing by the, by uh, the protocols that they put in and place. And the Browns are really the standard of that. I mean, they get any sort of whiff of COVID in their building, and they shut it down right away. Yeah. Which, by the way, quick sidebar, we are going to get Wyatt Teller back we for are. the game. Yep. Uh, but no we... Denzel Ward, though, and it doesn't look like we're going to have Austin Hooper. Which, Correct. Which he hasn't done much in the past game this year, but uh, if you break it down, and the amount of times that we run 13 personnel, which is uh, having three tight ends on the field, one running back, three tight ends. We do that more than any other team in football, and it's a lot harder to do that without Austin Hooper. Yeah, I mean, he – Because el- we probably elevate Steven Carlson, but Steven Carlson is not the receiving threat that uh, Austin Hooper is, especially and, in the red zone. Well, and let's call a spade a spade. As athletic as Njoku is, we just, he's just not reliable. He's made – he has some great highlight tape, yeah. but it's anything but consistent. That guy's game doesn't change if he just strictly doesn't have hands. Like, if he yeah. was playing – if he was playing with two <laughs> – like seriously, if you if like not to get graphic, but if he were to have his hands cut off at the, at the wrists and he continued to play football, his game would not change. He can't catch the football. What was it a couple weeks ago? I can't remember who we were playing. We threw it to him on the first play of the game. He dropped it, and we didn't throw it to him the rest of the game. I think that was Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he's on his way out the door. So oh, he, he he's a non-factor. But with without Hooper in the game, he's going to have to do something. Yeah. He's going to see a lot. Of, I mean, between I mean. Well, and Bryant too. I mean, he's he's struggled the last he's the still, last month or he's so. He's still with, on my shit list. He, yeah, I mean, he's had ball security problems. Hundred percent. And in uh, a couple, uh, I mean, the team across the board, the tight end position, on paper, it it feels great, and it's just somehow it hasn't translated. And I don't put, you know, the the production. I don't put so much on Hooper because, frankly, yeah, we paid him a lot of money. To, he's the highest paid tight end in the game. He also missed three games. He had an appendicitis, uh, uh, emergency appendectomy. Yep. And beyond all of that, part of our system, it's not like tight ends are yep. going to be like – we started the season with Odell Beckham Jr. I know he's out now, but we still have Jarvis, Rashard Higgins, by the way. Shout out to Hollywood Higgins. Hollywood. Looking like he's going to be getting an extension. Big Finally, time. let's lock that down. Big time. Um, and then the best backfield in football. I mean, we have weapons galore. And so, frankly, a lot right. of these guys have to know that their stats on paper aren't going to look great. And he's a free agent signing who came to a new team in a year where there was no training camp. There was essentially no practices for the season. I mean, you know, so, I mean, numbers-wise, I'm going to give Hooper the benefit of the doubt. But just his presence on there and the way that we run our offense, we like – I mean, if you – his his absence coincided a lot with Chubb being out, so – I'm not going to say that when we struggled a little bit on offense in the middle of the years because Austin Hooper was out. Like, I'm not an idiot. Like, it was because Nick Chubb was out. But his absence was felt. 
And I think his absence is going to be – like, I'll put it this way. I think the Browns are going to miss Austin Hooper a lot more than they're going to miss Denzel Ward in this game. That's interesting. Denzel Ward is the better player, 100%, a million percent. But the Ravens don't throw the football down the field. Yeah, they really don't. Well, that's the Ravens what? are very e- like they're easy to defend schematically. They're not easy to defend physically. If you can stop the Ravens running game and get a lead on them, we're going to beat the Ravens. I mean, it's just it's not going to be a case where we get up like against like if like if we start the game like we did against Tennessee, we're going to win that game 41-14. It's not going to be 41-38 because they can't throw the ball. Tennessee can throw the ball. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to be fascinated to see what because that I've, we're going to see that test. We're going to see yeah. what can Lamar do versus a not very good Brown secondary. Right. That's what's going to happen. So, yeah. I Miles Garrett. I'm already going to. Uh, I can already see it. Miles Garrett is going to get a ton of nonsense on Twitter because people are going to go, "Where's Miles?" And I hate that because everyone does it yeah. until he gets a sack. I don't think everyone understands how hard it is for. A, a lineman to get a sack in an, in an NFL game. It's very yeah. difficult. Yeah. And so it's like, if he doesn't, especially ha- when, uh, if he doesn't have four a game, everyone gets all pissed off. Yeah. But um, Especially when the blocker is literally digging his hand inside your helmet. He's the it. most held player in the NFL, and I don't even have to see the numbers to he, know that. He's getting like, like I know we talked last week about the LeBron thing, but to me it's, it's more like a Shaq thing. Yeah. He is so physically bigger and stronger than everybody else. Like, LeBron can... LeBron can run by people. Like, yeah, LeBron's bigger and faster than everybody, but he's also, like, can jump over them. And, mm-hmm. like, like Miles Garrett is just physically stronger and more athletic than well, everybody else. I saw I – for, and I, I, I should have written this down. I forget who put this graphic out. I believe that Miles is, like, the third most double-teamed de- defensive player in the Which league. Which I was actually shocked by. I thought he was going to be number one. Yeah. He's, J.J. Watt's actually was – I saw that graphic. J.J. Yeah. Watt was number one. And T.J. Watt, not even on the list. That was, that was the yeah, whole well, – everyone likes to – everyone gets their – junk hard to tj watt but yeah. like let's be jj real. greater than tj yeah <laughs> but to get back to what i was saying though is we're gonna we're gonna find out because that's what's gonna happen is eventually lamar is gonna have to throw whether the, their game plan is to come out guns a blazing and throw early to try to catch us off guard or whether yeah. we get a lead and they have to try to play catch up at some point they're gonna be testing us and yeah. again I don't have a lot of confidence in this, this Browns defense has been exemplifying Ben, but don't break. I I don't I don't want to be too hard or negative on them, but it's just like I don't know how long they can hold up in the war of attrition, and so we True. really, really, really need to score early and and set the precedent and 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 scare the hell out of Lamar because I, I you know we, we're going to need. Larry to step up, uh, Ogan Joby. We're going to need Sheldon Richardson to do something because it can't just be Miles Garrett because he can only run so fast so far. Right. Lamar's got legs. We know that for sure. He's going to be able to escape. Right. And so we, we need uh, the, the secondary has to bend but not break, and the D line outside of, you know, Garrett, we know what we're going to get, but the rest of the line has to step up. Yeah. I think, uh, and then one of the things I meant to, I meant to ask you guys to, uh, to put together before we recorded, but. Uh, as we're getting closer to the end of the episode, um, think of your um, – trying to think of how to label this. Think of your – long pause, Dan. I know, Start yeah, talking. What are you I'm, doing? I'm fascinated. No, it's, I'm on the edge it's of like my think seat. Of, think of your uh, – <laughs> man, think of your – 
uh, big play. Of the, I'm trying to think of the way to say it. Like unforeseen big play of the game that you think is going to happen. Like what's something that mm. maybe like because I already have mine and I know it's gonna it's gonna drive him nuts. But oh, you're gonna say something about like Sindeo with a pick six or some BS. That's yeah. That's so here, you, here's mine. Let's yeah. just do it right now. Here's mine. <laughs> that's I, what you're gonna here's, say. Here's here's mine. Sindeo picks off Lamar Jackson to seal the game. I'm fine. I, you know what? I can, I can live with that. I would say, good asshole. You did yeah. your job for the first time all year. <laughs> Proud of you. No, <laughs> but also, but also, in this, in the very same breath, yeah. you're thinking, but you're not saying that uh, I'm an idiot because there's probably less than a two percent chance of that happening. That highly unlikely. But you know what? I tell you, what, I again, story. I feel like I'm a broken record, but I'd be the happiest wrong person ever if, if that were to happen. Great. I don't think it will happen. Um, but you know, he if it wasn't for another penalty last week, he would have had an interception. So true. He's 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 usually vaguely in the area. He's usually getting burned, but he's usually which which by the way, uh, <laughs> Kevin Johnson got uh, fined for that play. Did you see that? Did he really? Yeah, like I did not. Thirteen see grand or something oh, like geez. that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but what are you um, gonna do? But yeah. But no, that's that's an interesting question. I you know what are what are your guys' biggest keys to? Uh, the game tomorrow night. Like, what what has to happen, or flip side, what can't happen uh, on the Ravens side for us to win the game? I think this game is as simple as it as it sounds for the Browns. You stop the run, you win. Yeah. Period. Yeah. I mean, if if you or in fact, not even stop, but if you if you're able to slow down the Ravens to the point where like maybe Baltimore is also a, probably saying the same maybe thing. Maybe they though. get a few first downs on the drive, but like they they can't be if you if you put them into third and medium or third and long, you know, they're, they're not going to be able to yeah. deal with it. 100%. I you know, at the again, at the risk of being painfully obvious, I think Baker needs to continue to, to play turnover free ball. It's been so nice that he even if his numbers aren't electric, at a bare minimum, to not have any interceptions or, or not to not to fumble the ball away, um, he needs to keep doing that. I mean, yeah, I agree with with stopping the Baltimore run game is important, but I think that we're going to need points, uh, something fierce, and I think we're going to need them early. And uh, if we get into a situation where we waste possessions by throwing the ball away, that's going to be a problem. I think Baker needs to keep doing what yeah, he's been doing. Yeah, I, I think it's. What what's interesting was I think the first couple weeks of this stretch where he hasn't turned the ball over, he's had a few throws in those games where it's like, oh, that could have been one. Mm-hmm. I think especially the last two weeks, and for sure last week, uh, there wasn't a single throw where he he put us in danger of potentially turning the ball over. Did he he fit a couple balls in some tight windows? Sure, but ultimately he was able to complete them. It's not something where like. He overthrew somebody, and like the safety that's playing over the top just inexplicably dropped it. Right, like he's he's fitting everything in tight windows where the receivers can um, can uh, can catch it. And I'm I'm fascinated to see how Stefanski schemes up the game plan this week uh, because we, you know, like we talked about, we had guys just running wide open uh, against Tennessee, and um, you know their their secondary is pretty awful. Baltimore's secondary is a lot better, a lot but. Better. A lot better. Schematically, it's going to be interesting to see if we're able to get. You know, Higgins is a guy where it it kind of doesn't matter. He just figures out a way to get open, and Baker finds him. Um, so we'll see what happens. But yeah, I I mean I agree with you, Steve, in in a very simplistic sense. Um, but also, I think the Ravens are saying the same thing on their end. If we stop the run, we feel like we're going to win. 
Yeah, that's probably a little bit of misplaced confidence or lack of confidence in Baker Mayfield. True. Actually. I agree with you. The preponderance of the evidence suggests that. Right, and because uh, just look at last week against the Titans. Um, You know, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, when you got to halftime, they weren't doing anything statistically, but we had a 38-7 lead. Well, that was because Stefanski came out just guns blazing and said, right. you know, I know 100%. that you expect us to run the run the hell out of the ball. And he said, screw you guys, and here we go. And that's – so that's another thought that I was thinking. On paper, when you're looking at the coaching matchup, Harbaugh has so much experience. And he's right. been to the Super Bowl. He's won Super Bowl. I mean, he has so much experience over Stefanski. But I'm going to be really intrigued because I love how aggressive Stefanski's been all year. Uh, sometimes to his detriment. It mm-hmm. hasn't always panned out. Right. Uh, but – Frankly, I mean, this is a thing. I, I want to figure it out. Uh, I'll look it up here in a second when someone else is talking. But I'm pretty sure that Stefanski is, like, fourth all-time since the Browns uh, have come back in, in victories, like, already oh in his God. first season. It's oh, it's something – Don't tell that to it, me. It's something radically so Im- horrible. Yeah, so, like, you know, not that – Well, that, how many coaches have we had since 99? Palmer, Butch oh, Davis, gosh. Romeo Cornell. Uh, and this isn't counting the interim coaches. Eric Mangini. Mangini. The Manginius. Pat Shermer. Chudzinski. Chudzinski. uh, Patton. uh, Hugh. Hugh Jackson. Freddie. And now Stefanski. Ten. Yeah, that's probably right. I mean, I'm trying to think. (laughs) Here we go. Hugh Jackson doesn't have nine wins as a Browns coach. No. Mm. Hugh Jackson could have coached the Browns for for ten years and wouldn't have had nine wins. And Chudzinski doesn't either because they fired him after one year. One year, year, four and two. that was so dumb. Uh, Shermer had 10 wins, I believe. Yep, so here we go. Since they came back, Chris Palmer, um, he had five wins. Butch Davis had... Butch Davis had 24. Yep. Romeo had more. Uh, Terry Rubisky was a he temporary was an interim, coach. Yeah. yeah, he had one. Cornell had 24 wins. Yeah. Uh, Mangini had 10. Yep. Pat Shermer had Shermer. nine. Oh, nine. Chud had four. Yeah. Petten had 10. Yeah. Hugh had three. <laughs> Greg Williams was interim, but had five. Freddie had six, and Kevin's got nine. So, yeah, with uh, with a victory on Monday night. He Hugh Jackson will... was our coach for two and a half years. He had three wins. I hate that man. Worst tenure in NFL history. He's the worst head coach in NFL history. I... We were supposed to lose, though. That was the point. I don't care. That I, was, no, I don't care. That was the point. But he was wasn't... set up to fail. That was Sashi Brown... Literally was like, hey, I'm gonna. Are you trying to tell me Hugh Jackson deserves another head coaching no, job? No, I don't give okay. a shit about him. No, <laughs> okay. I don't. No, I don't care about that. No, he's. Both can exist. He I'm... can be a bozo, and he could. We. That was part of the reason he was hired. But I will say this: there's a difference between one. There was a difference between, uh, losing and not winning a game. Yeah, zero and sixteen is hard to defend. No matter. Right. No, even if, even if. And Your organization then, is trying to tank. 0 right. and 16 is and pretty. And then John Dorsey comes in, drafts Baker, uh, uh, trades for Jarvis. Um, you know, brings in Terod Taylor. Really upgrades the talent in that one off season between uh, 17 and 18, and he still went to five and one and got fired. Yeah, that that that's yeah, that's bad. You know, by the way, uh, speaking of uh, coaches that questionably should get head coaching positions again. Uh, people are talking about Marvin Lewis. All oh, over again. God. I hope it's in our division. He's, he's been out of football oh, for a while. I mean, Cincinnati may bring him back. I don't know. Oh, that'd be hilarious. 
Yeah, um, chance of Pittsburgh or Baltimore ever hiring. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. I mean, if he's gonna come back into the division, he'll come back. Into not assistant. this, not this year. But I will say, he was a defensive coordinator when uh, Baltimore won the Super Bowl in two thousand. So he has ties there and successful ties. It's but not that's like, not happening this year. It's not like he had a bad tenure in Cincinnati. He, he didn't, but he just game. never won the playoffs. I mean, he's perpetually going five hundred. He's like he's an eight and eight machine, and then they flame out in the playoffs. Yeah. He's, he's he did he never won a playoff game in Cincinnati. He's Satan's coach in football hell. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's just a step in front of Jeff Fisher. Yeah. Seven and nine. Yeah, honestly, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a good point. But we digress. I mean, yeah, looking at this game coming up, realistically. How quickly can the Browns score? That's the, that's going to be important. We got to we got to yeah. score early, and I swear to God, if we do any more this prevent defense conservative oh. nonsense, that's probably my one knock on Kevin Stefanski so far. I've loved so much of what he's done. There must be some reason that every team in the NFL does this, but it drives me bonkers. I don't understand why if something is working. Why are you going to take your foot off their throat? Right. Just There's, put the hammer down and finish there ha- it. There has to be some sort of statistical, uh, you know, analytic whatever. There must be. That, you know, simpletons like us don't see or understand that these – because it's not just the Browns. And the Browns have done this. The reason why the Browns lost in the playoffs against the Steelers in 2002 uh. is because they did this. Freaking Foge Fazio. <laughs> but I digress. Um yeah, I, there has to be some sort of – obviously, there's a reason. There, uh, you know, uh, And obviously, Greg Williams doesn't believe in that reason. But there's a reason why these teams do this. And I, I don't know. But for, for us fans, it gives us heart palpitations every single time they do it because, you know, I, I was – it was funny. Uh, as we were watching the Titans game uh, with my dad and my brother Anthony, uh, <laughs> we were up 38-7. to seven. The second half started. The Titans got the first touchdown in like a minute and a half, and my dad just went, uh-oh. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Dad, it's 38-13. to 13. And he's like, you know, he gave me the whole spiel, like, oh, I've been a fan since 64. Like, I, this is all I know is the Browns finding a way to break my heart, which he's not wrong. But then, like, the Browns went three and out, and then the Titans scored again. And it was 38-13. to 21 because they they went for two and got at that time and then it was funny i still didn't believe him and i got a little angry with him because i just it's it's old cleveland man to just assume that when one thing goes wrong everything's gonna you know fall downhill but he he was it got real close to him not being wrong so true (laughs) true but uh but yeah i i'll say i'll say my key to the game tomorrow night is uh similar to my key against tennessee Whoever gets the lead first, whoever can get a two-score lead first and then uh, can keep that lead, whoever's winning going into the fourth quarter is going to win the game. And that's bared out with the, Brown- with the Browns because, like, like we said, they're 6-0 and in one-score games. If this game's close at the end, I think the Browns are going to win. You talk about a stat that is really encouraging and <laughs> sounds really good when it comes time to get to the playoffs and playing against good teams. Being six and zero in one score games. Is how many young? How awesome. many young teams with a first year head coach have ever had a stat like that? Uh, I mean, you you talked about it uh, several times during the season when we were wa- when we were watching games, not recording the show. I think it was against I can't remember what what Cincinnati probably. It was Cincinnati, and then there was another one where you're just like, nah, the Browns are going to win this game because you know Houston probably. Yeah, they're just gonna they're gonna screw up at the end because it's what they do. But yeah, the Browns haven't done that yet. They're six and zero in one score games. So I mean, we talk about it all the time. Yeah. Teams like you know, 
L.A. Chargers, Atlanta Falcons, uh, you know, uh, Cincinnati Bengals. You know, how many times are they in games at the end of the game, but they just can't make the play to win the game? Yeah, know? yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I feel really good about that, that if this game is close or we have the lead going into the fourth quarter, I just I, I think we're going to win. I, I, think, I think, you know, we have to be out of the game going into the fourth quarter for us not to win. Like, it has to be a situation where Lamar Jackson is just like – is rushing for like 200 yards by himself against us and has like three yards rushing, the uh, three three rushing touchdowns. I I'm I'm still not. He could be having the greatest game, uh, for a quarterback running the ball, and I'm still not convinced he's going to have good passing numbers. I just don't think he can pass. He I think he has yet to he has yet to master the art of the forward pass. The Ravens know. had <sighs> almost 300 yards rushing against the Cowboys. I mean, if they have a night like that, and also I don't trust any of the uh, Ravens receivers. Hmm. Ryan, what were you going to say? I don't know. I, I, I have a little more faith in Lamar as a thrower, I think, than you guys might. But I, I'm trying to think of outside of Hollywood Brown. I think he can be. Battle of the Hollywoods, by the way. Yeah. Super random. Yeah, that's uh, true. Des Bryant was a late scratch. He got popped last week for COVID like during warm-ups, which I is actually, a whole I, weird situation. I, yeah, I actually hope Des Bryant plays because I don't think Des Bryant can, is any good anymore. Yeah, I don't think so either. But He hasn't played in two years, and he's in his 30s. Like, what? Like. Like what? What do you? What? What are? What does Baltimore expect? Like him to be the second coming of Anquan Bolden? Yeah, I mean, okay. So I tell you what. Here's I'm, I just pulled up the Hollywood Brown and Willie Sneed and jeez, uh, Willie Sneed. I forgot they had former, Willie Sneed. Yeah, and then Devon uh, Duvernay. Duvernay. Yeah, those are their three starting uh, wide receivers. I'm more afraid of Mark Andrews than I am their wide 100%, receivers. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I also feel conflicted because I have him in fantasy, so I don't know what to do. Well, and I started he, him because well, I need he's points. And he's going to be going up against our safeties and linebackers. Which means he's going to feast. Mark Andrews is going to have a great day. Let's be real. I'll say this about Lamar Jackson, and this is why I think the biggest key for us is to get a lead early and have the Ravens play from behind. When everything is going right and everything is going fine, sure, he can be a quarterback. Anybody in the NFL can be a quarterback when things around him are going well. Right. If we get if If we are stuffing their run game, and we get a lead on them, and there's pressure on him to throw, and Miles Garrett can pin his ears back and go after him. I would love to see him try and win a game with his arm rather than his legs, because I don't think it's happened before. I know he won the MVP last year, but the Ravens are the biggest bunch of front-running a-holes I've ever seen in my life. I'll tell you what, though. On the flip side of that, I feel very similar, unfortunately, about their defensive line and Baker. Sure. Their D-line is gnarly. Yeah. Like, they're going to be – Baker – has definitely had the advantage of not having a ton a ton of pressure in his face, which is, I think, frankly, contributing to why he's been fairly turnover-free lately. Yeah, I'm really nervous about Kalias Campbell having a big day. Now, we've got a great offensive line, and, and don't get me wrong, they've been pass-protecting as well as they've been run-protecting. Right. Um, getting Wyatt Teller, uh, getting him back is great. Sure. You know, let's find out if uh, Will's, you know, with a stronger defensive line, is Will's going to have any false start or holding issues like he has in yeah. the past couple weeks? I, I hope not. Yeah. Um, but Baker's not going to have the same amount of time that he had against Tennessee or Philly or, you know, there's there's been yeah. several weeks in a row now where he's had a, a, a pretty – relaxing day in the pocket by comparison to to other teams so yeah i uh i think um i think it all comes if we can get the running game going i think that's going to take a ton of pressure off baker yeah for sure um i also think i'm throwing i know we got killed so in week one so it's easy for us to be like that game doesn't matter but 
we are such a different football team than we were in week one. And so are they, to be yeah. fair. I mean, they're definitely – they're banged up, and they're, they had their, their – Well, yeah, I mean, issues. we came into week one, and then after they kicked our ass, we were all thinking, like, oh, these guys are going to win the division and be a Super Bowl contender again this Everybody year. Everybody was talking about, oh, my right. gosh. And, and they've proved – I mean, they're 7-6 and six for a reason. Everyone had them as a preseason contender. Um, and at the end of the day, I mean, they're, they're just about a 500 football team right now. Yeah. They're six and five or, since that game. We're nine and two. Yeah, they're seven and five. I said, excuse me, a seven, not seven and six. But yeah, I mean, you know what? You know what? I tell you what, though. All of this being said, I would love a win. It would bury them essentially. It oh, would make us feel so good, even if we lose. Even if we lose, they're eight and five. Yep. We're nine and four. Yep. And we still have two games against New York teams. No and, matter what happens tomorrow night, we will remain in the fifth spot. Yeah. In the AFC. And I think that we end up we still end up a ten win team at a minimum. Sure. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I still We're think We're going to beat the Jets. Yeah, you're not really yeah. stepping out on a limb on yeah. that one. <laughs> well, I feel like it is I know the Giants got, got smashed today by, by Arizona. Well all we have to do is beat the Jets and we win ten games. We have nine wins already. Yeah, math is hard. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we get 11, I had we get I had one we beat the Giants too. I had one home muni and I'm sideways. What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez Louise. Oh god, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> Everything's fine. Everything's great. I can do math. Yeah. <laughs> oh jeez. I was a math major in college for like a minute. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> it, didn't, hey, here's... it didn't last very long. <laughs> I'm serious too. I'm so serious. I was uh, I was gonna be a high school math teacher, and then I took Calc four in his proofs class that I failed both spectacularly. <laughs> Calc four is definitely uh, a sweet Yeah, I got a tw- I got a twelve on that midterm. Wait, here's. Wait, where's... <laughs> Percent for the record, not like out of like fifty or something. Twelve percent. Yeah. I feel confident in saying that I'm probably one of the dumbest smart people you guys know. <laughs> like it's very very serious. <laughs> oh man, oh that's hilarious. Wow. All right, all right. So let's take took a turn. Wow. Let's give our. Oh, you gonna say something, Steve? I'll just. <laughs> We're toward the end of the show. I'll just do, do a quick update on the four o'clock game. Oh yeah, yeah. I was about um, to. A- I was about to ask us for our predictions, and then we'll get we'll get yeah, out of here. So, We're over an hour already. Yeah. So the the Colts did beat the Raiders forty four to twenty seven. Did they? The Colts <laughs> are. I laughed so hard. I'm just almost yeah, I'm surprised you're here. I'm surprised um, you don't got the hiccups. You know, Colts are now nine and four. The Raiders are now seven and six. Ha <laughs> ha! Um, Suck it, Raiders. Uh-huh. The Chargers uh-huh. did beat the Falcons on last second field goal, twenty to seventeen. Wow. So the. So the uh, the Falcons really are the biggest choke artist in the NFL. I'm gonna hop on Twitter and see if the they said Lions, anything. The Lions just kicked a field goal to make it 31-24 against Green Bay. There's under two minutes left, so Whoa. an onside kick is forthcoming here. Uh, all Green Bay has to do to win is basically recover that. Then uh, Washington is up 23 to 15 on the 49ers. 49ers still marginally in that game. Washington's got the ball, but they're backed up deep in their own territory with four minutes left. And then the, probably the biggest news is that the Saints are going down. They are losing wow. to the Eagles 24-14, to 14, and there's only a minute and 30 left in the Eagles. Actually, they just had the punt, but Saints are way back. Oh, Carson Wentz's wow. tenure in Philly is officially over. Oh. Jalen Hurts going to get his first win in the league. Uh-oh. The Saints just scored, though. Whoa. Okay. It's, so it's 
They returned the punt for touchdown uh, or something? Taysom Hill uh, to Jared Cook for 20-yard touchdown. Well, they must have had a long punt return set up. The offense. Okay, so now it looks like there's going to be an onside kick forthcoming there, too. Ooh. All right. Exciting. Shout out to our buddy Eric Helwig there. Eagles <laughs> trying to get a big win, but they could still they could still blow it. Um, yeah. So let let's let's go around and uh, give our predictions for tomorrow night. What do we think is going to happen? Give us a score, and uh, yeah, we'll go from there and we'll we'll uh, we'll bid everybody adieu. So you asked me for what my weird play was going to be. Oh yes, the one that I couldn't so, come up with a name for. So the last time we played the Ravens on Monday Night Football, they blocked the field goal. And oh no, the, I was for there a, for a walk-off field goal return. I uh, was touchdown. there on a date. I was there. <laughs> this time, I say yeah, the Ravens are going to be the team kicking. It's going to be the end of the first half. It's going to be a long field goal. They're not going to get it there. And we're going to have a guy standing in the end zone. Oh God, we're going to do it right back to them. And. The Ravens are going to commit a kick six to to lose the game to well right before the half. Oh, right before to the give half. the Browns okay. a bigger lead. Wow, if that happens, oh my gosh! And the, the Browns, I mean, aside from that little bit of weirdness, that would Browns be really gonna, that would be really weird because their kicker is Justin Tucker, so that that would have to be a long ass field goal for him not to get it there. I guess it could happen. I mean, it it is in it is at uh, Brown Stadium, so the winds do swirl different down on the lakefront. The Browns will do a decent job of slowing down the Ravens' run game. It won't be you know all encompassing, but they'll do good enough. I think they will play turnover free football once again, and it's just going to be a situation where the Ravens are going to be behind, and they're not going to be able to come back. I I think it will be a one score game in the end, but I'm going to go with Browns twenty seven twenty one. Twenty seven twenty one. All right. Oh, I tell you what, I think Here, here's here's negative Nelly. over. I here. know I'm usually the negative one. So I, I've been going back and forth legitimately because on the one hand, I do know that we have flaws and I know that Baltimore knows how to exploit our flaws, but I just feel really confident in our run game. So I think my thing is going to be like, you again, going back to like the, uh, the weird stat or the, the, the fluke thing. I think that Baker, I don't know. Three touchdowns out of Baker. Let's go. I'm thinking big time Baker. I think that we're going to come out and try to do what we did last week and catch them off guard. Everyone thinks we're going to try to establish the run. I'm thinking big time Baker, uh, Palooza. I don't care to who. Uh, and I think that we end up, it's going to be a high scoring affair. I think that's what will surprise people. And I think that we sneak it out like we've been doing, where it's going to be, you know, like 31 28 or something. You know what I mean? Like something where we win by a couple. Um, but, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's it's hard to it's hard to realistically predict that the Browns are going to uh, blow a team out because they haven't done it this year. Yeah, we just we haven't been able to. to it's the main it. reason why we're nine and three and have a negative point differential. Right. I mean, we it lost was, we lost three games, two of them we've gotten absolutely toasted in. Well, and it was looking like we were going to get back on track with that Titans game, but then the Ugh. second half was just full blown meltdown. And, and we, for whatever reason, we couldn't keep scoring, and we we again, hey, credit for bending but not breaking, but boy, it came awfully close to breaking. Yeah. All right, uh, me. I don't have very much, but uh, I'm going to say 31-20, Browns. I think the Browns get out to a big lead again. Uh, I'm not expecting it to be 38-7 like as the Titans, but I think the Browns could be like 24-10 to at halftime, and then we're just kind of like – it's one of those where – in 
realistically at the end with about four, four or five minutes left, we're up by two scores. It's pretty much out of reach, but us being Browns fans and assuming nothing's ever out of reach. And uh, I, like I, like I said before, I think, I think Sandejo makes a interception <laughs> in the end zone when the Ravens are driving, and then we just kind of run the run the uh, run the air out of the ball and run the clock out. So I'm going 31 20 Browns. I'm cool with that. All right. That's going to do it for us on this special edition of the – oh, sorry, Ryan's got something. My bad. I wasn't, I wasn't looking. No, that's my fault. I just want to give oh, to the God. other football team that we care about, at least that I care about here, shout-out to the Columbus crew. Yes. Uh, Big MLS shout out. champions. They played the Seattle Sounders. Um, Frankly, I didn't think that they would win. Surprise, surprise, everybody. I know that not a lot of folks expected us to win. Seattle's been dominant <laughs> the past few years. This would have made back-to-back, and I think this would have made three out of five uh, for them. Yes. But, uh, I mean, the crew in dominating fashion. Zellerayan just balled out. Uh, yeah. Two goals great. himself. I mean, he, he impacted oh, every single goal. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he was involved on every scoring play, you know, two goals and two one goals assist. Two goals and assist. So, uh, worth every penny that he cost. And uh, credit to the Columbus crew. It's crazy to think that they were – they were going to be moved to Austin. Like it was yeah. all it was like a foregone conclusion. The ownership was going to move the team to Texas and save the crew uh, came to be and they did it and then fast forward to now and here they are, MLS Cup. Are champs. the ha- is the Haslam family going to carry that good karma over from last night into tomorrow night? I sure as hell hope so. Let's do that. Shout out uh, Columbus manager Caleb Porter. Uh, mm-hmm. Won his second MLS Cup. Actually, won his first MLS Cup in that same stadium when he was managing yep. Portland, he was in, Portland. in 2015. Yep. That was when uh, he was an a-hole. Former <laughs> national champion coach at University of Akron before that. Boo. So what a career he's putting together here. All right. So that is going to do it for us. Uh, congrats to the crew on getting it done. Hopefully that good juju rubs off on the Browns as they are owned by the same family. Uh, the Haslam's and uh, yeah, hoping for a big Browns win tomorrow night. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, thanks to Steve and Ryan for being here again. And uh, we will, we might actually be doing a pregame show again next week because the Browns got flexed into Sunday night football. So we might do a pregame show. Boy, we might have to do it like Saturday. Yeah. TBD I, on that. We can't but. do it like now, like <laughs> like release it like 20 minutes before the Sunday night game starts. Right, right, right. So uh, stay tuned for programming yeah. information. <laughs> as we as we said last week, keep it locked to our social medias at the LOTL podcast for programming alerts, and uh, we'll 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 get after it. So um, again, thanks for uh, Stephen Ryan. I'm Dan. You've been listening to the Deerfield Gridiron Browns uh, LOTL pregame show this week, and we'll catch you guys this week for a regular episode of LOTL. And uh, have a good night. Go Browns. Bye. Bye.